Chapter 1. Returning Platinum Someone must have traduced James Q, for without having done anything wrong, he heard a pounding on the door of his house. The veteran children's book writer, with worldwide experience, pulled a robe over his six-foot-two, fifty-ish, heavy-set, graying-haired, mournful-eyed, and luxuriantly mustached frame. As he arose, he heard the floor creak under the weight of his exposition. Still, he thought, if they haven't read the other books, I've got to go through all this again. He slept on the ground floor of a converted barn, which he had modified with the small fortune he had accrued from his series of successful children's books. Still, the knocking came. He nearly tripped over his Siamese cats, Ying Tong and Poon Tang, who were up, hungry, and bristling with suspicion. Ying Tong was the amiable little female with a penchant for listening to old recordings of the Goon Show. Poon Tang, the male, uttered a piercing but ambiguous, Yo! He could make out two male voices beyond the door. Mr. Kafka, Mr. James Kafka, are you there? He opened the door to see the two men, nearly identical in close-fitting black suits. You've been traduced. Traduced? Yes, sir, traduced. Name? asked one of the men. James McIntosh Kafka. Sir, you've been traduced. Look, said Kafka, holding up a hand, I've got to tell you, I'm not really a hundred percent sure what traduced means. Traduced? Yes. The men looked at each other. They looked at the piece of paper they held. One whispered something to the other. We'll be right back, one said. Yes, we'll be back. They quickly headed to the unmarked car which stood parked in the driveway. One of them muttered, I told you to fucking look it up. A copy of the New York Times and the Daily News lay in the blue and yellow plastic bags in the driveway. Kafka brought the papers in the house as the phone was ringing. He ignored the phone, letting the answering machine kick in, though its volume was too low to monitor. The Times headline read, Admitting he fought in Taliban, American agrees to 20-year term. The Daily News headline read, Johnny Jihad cops a plea. On the bottom of page one of the Times was a picture of a kindly-looking, white-haired woman wearing oversized glasses, her chin on her fist, a sly smile on her lips. The caption read, Popular mystery novelist Lillian Jackson Braun dies under mysterious circumstances. Kafka looked for the same story in the news. Instead, there was only White Glove, White Hood, Michael Jackson to dance at White Supremacy Rally. Ying Tang and Poon Tang were yowling again. He prepared for them two bowls of Goan shrimp curry with steamed basmati rice. The shrimp had been stewed in ground coconut, red chili, ginger, garlic, and little turmeric. Then he meticulously added fried eggs sunny side up, and two pieces of French bread. He placed the two steaming bowls down on the floor of his converted barn, careful to make sure Ying Tong's green Chinese ceramic bowl went on the left side, and Poon Tang's carved wooden bowl of Congolese teak went on the right. Enjoy yourself, said Kafka. The cats took one sniff and slinked away, irritated at not getting the dried-up stars of Delicat they so loved. Kafka, in the meantime, settled down to his customary sanka and stale glazed doughnut as he continued to read the obituary.